Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Today we're going to talk technology. And technology is a key component of the GAINS podcast because a lot of times that's the space where early adopters can find really, really big gains. And we talk crypto all the time, of course, and we've delved into electric vehicles as of late. But I'm bringing on one of our key tech guys. We'll talk robots and AI and space travel. I'm Andy Gersher. This is Gaines. So before we get started here, real quick, be sure to subscribe, follow us, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You'll really be doing us a solid here. And then, as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We're going to be back this week on Thursday, so you're going to want to tune in then as well. I'm really excited to bring on someone who's going to be a a key component to the Gaines podcast. He's often a guest on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. We always talk really far-reaching technology, game-changing stuff. I love bringing him on the show. And we have these great conversations off-air, often before I put him on for a segment. And I was thinking to myself, you know, why don't we take that conversation and bring it to the gains listener? So you can kind of hear those conversations off air that Paul and I often have about all kinds of crazy technologies. And and um, so I'm so glad to bring him on. And like I said, my go-to tech guy. So let's bring on Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge. Hey, Paul, thanks for joining us. So glad to have you on the show today. Well, I'm delighted to be part of it, although I am a little disappointed, i got to tell you, Andy, that I did not hear a trumpet fanfare or a rim shot when I was introduced. But, yeah. you know, maybe you can put that in later. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, that, that could be an element that we would later <laughs> add. But uh, so anyway, we talk about tons of technology. We talk about companies that are um, tied to these technologies and, and, and part of the gains podcast is also making note of these companies, a lot of them publicly traded, um, and then making the big gains off of of companies that are in these various budding technologies. Just to start things off, you know, we're very uh, crypto-oriented. The Gains podcast, you know, we are 
always knee-deep talking crypto and meme stocks and all that stuff. I, I guess right off the bat here, Paul, are you a crypto guy? Uh, I'm a crypto, I'm, I'm crypto converted, yes. Uh, but I will say that like anybody, you know, until you really dive in and you sort of force your head under your own head underwater for a while, um, it's easy to get kind of mystified by the whole thing because it's so new. It's growing so fast. The values valuations in some of these currencies are so high. Um, and then, of course, the technology that's required to make it even possible. They're talking about expanding server farms in New York where the cost of power is low. Um, I mean, you know, you don't have to go too far back in this country's history to look at alternative sort of bases for currency, like people were talking about the gold standard, and there were silver certificates on, in other words, most of the dollars and, and so on in our country were backed by silver for a while. So lots of currency decisions and shifts and lateral moves, but this is definitely a seismic shift. Yeah, and, and starting to catch the eye of big-time investors. You know, when I first got into Bitcoin and and then crypto later, or other crypto later on, it was a very fringe play, and now you have Wall Street interested. And you could speak to this. That's the key to get any technology off the ground. Oh, first of all, it's it's a normal and actually predictable arc, right? The establishment technologies, whatever they are, it could be automobiles, right? They shake their fist at what's about to happen next, mostly because they have absolutely no infrastructure ready to make money off of it. Not, not because they think that that's a bad idea. Um, you know, with the car companies, it's, you know, electric cars, EVs, right? All the existing car companies were, you know, paying lots of money to lobbyists to say, don't let these EVs get the same brakes we do. Uh, it's not proven. It's going to, you know, people are going to drive off the road. Um, and in the case of some of the Teslas, it turns out that may have been true. But the point is that, that with, with any emerging, fast emerging technology, if the banks in this case say, hey, we want to get in, that's sure sign that their analysts look carefully at it, and there is a lot of money to be made. So yes, I'm not surprised to see that transition. But boy, um, when you know J.P. Morgan and others are setting up cryptocurrency exchanges and so on, um, you know that it's real and it's here. Being in this for a long time, it just seems so late in the game for me. Even though, though for a lot of folks, it's still totally brand new. But mm -hmm. um, you know, you have your early adopters, and then you have the banks kind of get in on it, and, and it catches the eye of the mainstream. A lot of times, though, it's it's funny. That kind of indicates that a bit of a an early top, too. It's You have the early adopters. Then it catches the eye of Wall Street. They kind of put it in the hands of the individual investors, and that's a lot of times in a, a short-term top. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, what's what's really interesting is that this is where, if you're an experienced observer of markets generally, you'll you'll be a lot better than if you aren't. Now, that's always true, but especially with crypto, because to your point, it may be that you know whatever you know, Bitcoin went up to whatever close to sixty eight grand or sixty nine grand at one point recently, and now it's, it was back under fifty briefly, and you know it's it is volatile to say the least. Um, but you have to figure out how to take the long view. It's not just take the long view and you know buy and hold, which is sort of conventional stocks, which have a hundred-year history, right? It's actually not really sure or certain exactly what these false summits are, right? I mean, maybe it is the summit, maybe it's not. Maybe it's going to take a breather, quote unquote, to use a market term, and then it's going to be rocketing again. I mean, if you look, if you were talking about whether or not it's a it's a, a real summit or a false summit, in other words, are we about to see a huge decline? One sure sign of bubbles is when you get all these sort of irrationally exuberant um, sort of glom on technologies. There are now four marijuana cryptocurrencies, 
Oh um, yeah, and we've even seen coin, a million coin. and a million, yeah. uh, you know, a million copies of yet Doge, and then you had Sheeb, and then you know, yeah. um, Elon's puppy is Floki, and so you know, which is a Shiba Inu uh, puppy. Now it's Floki coin. So uh, yeah, that really does speak to. Um, just almost oversaturation. And it's funny, you see a lot of these folks, oh, this is a really, really interesting project, and this has a ton. Well, they're all interesting projects, you know, but they're not being, uh, the valuation of these crypto have nothing to do with the projects. A lot of this is just momentum, chart trading, um, and that, that's how I'm looking. I mean, uh, hey, besides the play, and and I've said this a million times, if you really want to just get straight up exposure to crypto, you don't have to be fancy. Even though I'm on eToro and I'm in, you know, I'm looking at a list. I'm I'm right now, especially after the the beatdown weekend that uh cryptocurrencies take uh took, I, I'm in like twelve different, I mean, from Uniswaps to Doge to Shiba. Uh, you know, of course, Ethereum and and Bitcoin, but Ethereum Classic. I mean, I have a whole list, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, bottom hunting uh, over the 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 beatdown between Friday and Saturday. So, yep. uh, you know, it's interesting. They're like, "Oh, this is a really great project." Well, this stuff is all great projects, but it is just speculation. And and I found I I just chart, trade by the chart. But like what I've said a million times, Paul, is the play. The, the actual play in crypto, and I'll give you the secret, Paul, is just dollar cost average into Bitcoin and Ethereum. Forget about the rest of it, and you'll probably do just as good as anybody else. I don't know. I'm heavying up on hemp coin, but... Um, <laughs> well, you no, know. I'm No, I don't know. But you're, by the way, you either... I mean, to be, to be honest, Andy, and, and you and I are honest with each other, you either sound like you are in at the beginning before... Google even existed in the browsing, you know, technology or in Netscape land, or you are selling tulips in 17th century, you know, Holland, because I don't know which. In other words, and you can make a case for both. You can make a case for both. Exactly right. And by the way, I'm not I'm not making any predictions, but I I, I will say this with any new tech. I've I've covered technology for you know a long, long time. And with any new technology. The people who have the biggest problem when it comes to investing are, the, are ironically the people with vision. In other words, they can see where this will go, but what they don't have a sense of, and that's my problem too, is like I can see. I was the first person to ever put a flat screen television on the Today Show. Okay, in other words, the very first one, which was made by Sony, it was called the X1, and I put it on the Today Show, and everybody looked at the screen. And by the way, it was a, I think it was a two thousand dollar television, and it was I think a thirteen inch diagonal. Okay, because it was the first time anybody ever pulled it off. And you could see every possible application if you had any vision whatsoever. You know, airports, homes, theaters, you name every possible application in in vehicles. You could see it then. Wow, this is better than dials and all kinds of stuff. Fine. But the problem was that if you have the vision, you get way ahead of the practical reality. And with with crypto and any other technology, you know, I think it's real. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's, you know, the question is, is is it huge 30 years from now or huge three years from now? So that's that's kind of a difficult call to make. But I'm I'm just as jazzed as you are. on Uh, The automobile comes to mind. I use I've used this before. You know, the initial onset of the automobile, there was several hundred companies making that and they were all making something that. 
everybody was going to drive for the next 100 years, but yep. the ma- overwhelming majority of those companies that were making automobiles actually were purchased or went out of business. And I think that's, that's kind of right. the thing here. I mean, um, and and back in the days when they were, you know, there was new models and new concepts of automobiles at it. You know, I'm, I'm talking, you know, early 1900s all the right. time. Well, every time I look on my crypto options, there's, you know, another three or four coins that are added, you know, playing some kind of shtick. So yeah. I, I think it's very similar. Your thoughts on that? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the, the very first electric car was the very first car. Before there was an internal combustion engine, there was an electric engine. It was made invented by a French company, and they they made a battery. Looked like a, a couple of giant grapefruits, the batteries, um, and, but and they didn't electrocute anybody that I know of. But but those were the first cars invented in France in the late 1800s. Okay, so if you were looking at that, I mean, that's where those investments were done by farmers, right, or individual visionaries or dreamers who thought, hey, maybe I could do something, which is to your point, why there were 30 or 40 or 50 or 100 car companies at first. And until it resolves out around a little luck, um, maybe some genius, you look at Henry Ford and the, and, and the assembly line, right, and what he figured out how to do to democratize what he said, his words, democratize the American road by getting cars on the road, by building them more cheaply. But to your point, there is going to be a shakeout. There has to be. And the inevitable step before the giant shakeout is exactly what you're seeing in crypto and in the car industry. It's happening again because, it, we, you know, we talked about crypto. Let's talk about cars for two seconds. Oh, my God. The number of, I mean, relatively speaking, the number of new car companies is actually staggering, and they're almost all electric. Unbelie- so I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. And, and then their valuation, you know, you're speaking to some of these EV companies, Lucid Motors, uh, Rivian, uh, Tesla is more a, 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 you almost call it a major car company now. But, you know, these these uh, SPACs, IPOs, these electric car companies, a lot of times, we've talked about this before, valuations over Toyota. Uh, oh, by the way, wisely done if you're valuing it over Toyota because Toyota – in the you know look they're talking about alliances with battery companies they're going to build a i think a 1.7 billion dollar plant in the in the southern states of the US uh, undecided which state yet but that's their plan and they're teaming up with EV uh, experts they're buying they're just to your point they're acquiring expertise right but Toyota in the back in the, in the back rooms are are lobbying heavily in congress right now as we speak hundreds of millions of dollars total but millions of dollars a year to try to convince congressmen and women and senators not to benefit the EV world too much yet because Toyota wants to max out the uh, the value of the investment it made in its own hybrid technology. They don't want to go full EV yet. They've got infrastructure out the wazoo. It's like those chip companies. You have to have infrastructure to build this stuff. Toyota is pushing really hard against this move to EV, very hard by lobbying. So, yeah, is Tesla worth more? I think they ought to be uh, in terms of attitudinal shift, meaning if you're looking at what the customers are going to want. But let's listen to these brands, Tesla, Neo, General Motors, Aptiv, Candy Technologies. That's just a few of them, um, but they're, they're all sprouting up because that is where the the smart money is going. Uh, and so I wouldn't be surprised if there are many more companies. Certainly, Ford is, is valued. Now, they've recovered a little bit in their market value, market their market cap. But I would say that they're still behind Tesla for sure, and for reasons that are obvious. It took them a while to figure this out. So yeah, this is where it's going. You're going to see 20, 30 EV companies before it all shakes out. So Paul, let's stop there for a second. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the other side. Two things real quick. Be sure to subscribe. 
follow and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And then, of course, as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We'll be back on Thursday. So just hang tight. We got a quick break, and I will see you on the other side. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, so we're back with Paul Hockman. 
president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show out of Cambridge. All right, so um, we were kind of talking about budding technology and um, how things develop, and that's why even in really promising technology, you have market beatdowns amongst the players. Uh, let's just scare the, the heck out of people and just move over to AI and robots. We've been seeing that a lot, robots being used. in Just recently, we saw um, they were folk, uh, showcasing robots being used at Amazon facilities, really, really cool stuff being used in warehouses. And in a lot of those cases, injuries go down. Workers are happier. They're not as uh, tired after their shift. So robots does, you know, there's really a lot of good things and it's being implemented. And there's a lot of companies that are in this as well. But there was uh, one other um, piece of uh, robot news that just recently popped. And I wanted to talk to you about it because we talk about you know, crazy, scary technology as well. Robots that are made out of biomass that are self-replicating. Uh, that just popped up in the last week. And I was thinking Can to myself. You, you've just, you just described my family. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And, and, and maybe this is the case too. Hey, don't throw this stuff in the ocean for God's sake. Let's, let's talk about these, these robots that are actually made out of, uh, you know, biomaterial that can you can manipulate them. They can self-replicate. Crazy. Just I, I wanted to throw this little piece of technology yeah. in there. Okay. First of all, that that I, I did read about it. I have heard from some of my friends in the tech world about these particular robots, namely the biomass-based, self-replicating version of robots. And you're first of all, you're absolutely right. One of the cautions that they threw that I, at me and that I've heard a lot is exactly what you just described. Don't put them down at the disposal <laughs> because um, you're not really going to be sure what's going to come up the other end. I mean, it's really frightening in some ways. These things, it's like it's like when somebody had the brilliant idea of, you know, throwing out the rabbits, right? Well, you know, guess what? Um, there are more rabbits than there used to be. So the idea of a self-replicating robot is frightening mostly because of the concept, not because of the execution. In other words, these things are tiny uh, and they are very inefficient at replication. Um, again, sounds a lot like me in high school, uh, <laughs> right, but the no point kidding. I guess I'm trying to make is that you can't, you can't yet see where it's going, but what the, the biggest goal with the self-replicating with the biomass space and so forth is objects that can do work for us. I mean, in the end, that's kind of what they're for, at least as far as we can tell. And there are lots of examples where that's great, like on the floor of an Amazon fulfillment house, where instead of having people lift incredibly heavy stuff over their head and hurt themselves, robots are doing a very efficient job of getting those packages moved without hurting anybody. Terrific. And of course, on speaking of automobile industry, one of the main reasons that cars are so much more uh, of higher quality and still not that much more expensive, this current supply chain thing aside, is because of robots. Robots are moving these things, getting uh, windshields in place before the person places them down, et cetera, et cetera. Quality's gone up. All good. But what robots are supposed to do, which is serve us, comes up, you know, runs up on the rocks when you discover that the robot's more powerful, stronger, and eventually smarter than we are. And if they're self-replicating, the obvious – now, this is a slippery slope argument, which is invalid, but I'm going to say it anyway. The obvious concern is what happens next? I mean, 
are these things going to say, you know, these human beings are sort of irritating. I'm going to get them out of the way. Yeah, we've, we've and, seen that you know, movie with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger a, a gazillion years ago. But, yeah, you know, right. it's funny how some of this, like, crazy technology that you thought – I remember, uh, full disclosure, like, for me, ever since I was a little kid in the 70s, you know, my dad worked for um, Xerox, and he was around a lot of guys that were techie. I've been freaked out since robot or since the seventies, since I was a little kid, I have never been a big yeah. fan of robots. They kind of creep me out. And I, and all these years I've thought, well, that's so far in the future. I'll be long dead before robots even be any part of our society. And, and this is going for a lot of technologies now. And I'm like, my oh. goodness. Well, the self replicating thing is the scary part to me, but but I will say again, I mean, not, not to, you know, robots, robots get a bad rap, Andy. Oh, they do. Even <laughs> and though so, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the good things about them is, you know, I'll give you a couple of easy examples, right? Uh, robot goes into a building and burns, you know, in a burning building and rescues people, right? Because they don't want to send people in to do that. Uh, robot goes and disarms a bomb uh, or gets a bomb, you know, picks up the bomb and puts it inside itself and destroys itself in order to keep people from getting hurt. There are lots of examples. And by the way, let's not forget, um, you know, talk about hiding in plain ro- robots that are hiding in plain sight. Any airplane you get on to fly anywhere is basically a robot with a couple of backup pilots. Oh, that's a, that's I mean, actually a great point. I mean, in, in fact, pilots barely fly uh, aircraft now. That's correct. I mean, you know, any pilot worth his salt or her salt will will dispute that, but it's it's a fact that autopilot takes can take all of the functions of flight out of the hands, literally out of the hands of pilots, and do it itself. Uh, airplanes, you know, take off, land, and fly can or can by themselves. I think there's some regulations that require human beings to be involved, but the point is that that's a that's a flying robot essentially, right? It's a it's a thing that does tasks for somebody else without the requirement of a human being being involved. So yeah, I mean they're they're good and bad, and and you know we talk about cars again. You know, they're in some ways they are becoming robots. These self-driving vehicles, autonomous vehicles, you name it, they are essentially. Uh, robots driven by AI with a, a gajillion sensors facing out so they don't run over your cat. But, you know, in the end, the, it's, it is upon us. So your dream or your worry in the 70s, Andy, it's, it's upon you now. Another thing that I did think we would be farther along, which we haven't as much, is space. But we're seeing that in a big way and talk about gains and opportunities. I mean, you have all all these billionaires getting in on the space race. Uh, I personally thought uh, as a kid we'd be farther along in, in the whole space thing. And it seems like we haven't mm-hmm. moved quite to the degree. And, and, and technology moves, you know, there's always that big giant jump and then it – it's uh, until you have some other breaking innovation, you know, have a slow progress. But your thoughts on all this stuff with uh, space travel and and um, where we're at with that as well, since we're talking budding technology and people can invest in this as well. Oh, yeah, they can invest in either the technology or the ride. Right. I mean, you know, these these companies, Blue Origin, um, you know, Amazon and everybody else and, and, and Virgin uh, galactic and so forth. They're all, um, you know, you can invest in a ride if you want for whatever it is that they're, they're aiming for under, under five figures at some point, but right now only the rich can apply when it comes to technology. One of the reasons I think you were right to guess that that space exploration and advancements in space would be, uh, more pronounced given what they started at. Remember 1969, some guy gets on the moon. Okay. Right, now that would right. be quite quite a while ago, yeah. and there have been very few uh, after the last Apollo mission that 
did have a person land on the moon and they drove around a GM-designed vehicle, um, uh, you know, they, there has been very little in the way. But I think that's mostly because there's only political advantage right now in exploring the moon, right? There is a lot of financial advantage in things like orbiting devices, that, and that's why Elon Musk is inviting, probably investing in lots and lots of satellites that will stream, allow you to stream stuff from the space instead of being – so it's all line of sight, uh, you know, a, a rapid uh, acceleration in how much data can get uploaded and downloaded into space. So I think the space the, – the thing I would have guessed – as a kid, seeing Neil Armstrong, you know, and everybody else, you know, tread on the moon would have been that there would have been a lot more of that. But now what I'm guessing is that the the value that people perceive in it is where obviously everybody's going to chase the value. So why are these billionaires going into space? Be, so they can they can test out technology that's going to be reused and make them a lot of money. They're not they're 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 not philanthropists, at least with some maybe some exceptions. They're, and they're not altruists. They are for themselves. That's how they became billionaires. But what they're seeing in terms of value is let's get into space with tourism, with rockets, you name it, and then let's monetize what we discover in that process. And that is, I think, what's going to be happening in the near term. Always follow the money. That's really the true. If you really want to talk about the true mover of technology, it's if you can take that technology and monetize it. Uh, again, uh, Paul, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. We'll have you on again. There's so much ground that uh, we're going to cover, and we're going to get into specifics of companies and, and technologies. Uh, any uh, parting shots here, Paul, as I let you go? Yes. I just want to thank you for buying me a seat on Blue Origin. It's incredibly kind of you. Oh, yes. No problem. Uh, I'll go with you, and, and we'll, maybe we'll do a Gaines <laughs> yeah. podcast from uh, a Blue Origin flight. From 400,000 feet up. Exactly. Hey, yeah, listen, you Andy, thank you so much for having me on. Yep. I really appreciate it. All right. It. We'll talk to you again soon. See you, Paul. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Right. So that's just a taste of the types of things that Paul and I are going to discuss on the Gaines podcast as we go forward. Again, many thanks to Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show out of Cambridge. And again, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. And then as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We're back on Thursday. I got an exciting show planned then, so be sure to check back in. I'll see you on Thursday. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.